0: Thank you Welcome to Norris Speaks Immigration Matters, a limited podcast series where we delve into the economic, employment, and cultural realities of immigration in the Lehigh Valley in greater Pennsylvania. I am your host, Ray Lahoud, member and chair of the immigration group at Norris McLaughlin. On this episode, I'm joined by Melissa Langone, director of human resources at Woodluck Pines and Resort in Pike County, Pennsylvania, and also Pike County's uh, largest employer. Melissa leads a massive workforce and workforce recruitment effort that's pretty much second to none, I would say. In, in the eastern part of Pennsylvania, and really has led in, in you know throughout the the region in terms of recruitment and leads with the ability to weather the storm, is including what we just saw here recently, and what we're seeing now with the COVID nineteen employment shortage, and what Melissa has been you know dealing with even years before COVID nineteen in terms of employment shortages and, and the ability to get employees and secure qualified workforce in your your Pennsylvania company. So I really. want to welcome Melissa to our uh, podcast here. And uh, Melissa, let's talk a little bit about Pennsylvania, Woodlock, you... What is happening right now, Jersey Shore? So, but first of all, you're the director of HR at Woodlock. So, Woodlock, I've stayed there. Awesome place, awesome spa, awesome resort. Great, great place. The food is excellent. I'm telling you. But you employ, I mean, your workforce is about how much would you say?
1: So, typically on a on a good year, um, we employ about 1,600 employees. But since COVID, we can't get past 1,100. So we are severely short staffed. We have been still at
0: 1600, would you say? But you could only get 1100?
1: Yeah, currently. So during our peak seasons, which is usually from like May to November. We usually would have around 1,600 employees actively working because our summers are our big times and and especially during those holidays, peak times. And then the non-peak seasons, because we are open year round, we would generally have between 12 to 13, 1,400 employees. But since COVID, we have around 1,100 and we are severely short-staffed.
0: So you're talking a difference
1: you know, between your
0: peak and your lower time in the year, not due time, you know, anywhere between 200 and 4 to 500 employees. How do you operate? <laughs> <laughs> um, and, what, and what do you do? Like how, how are you how are you coping?
1: So you know, a lot of employees are working a lot of hours. We are working in multiple departments. We all pitch in. We have several different properties. You know, we have the resort, which is the family owned and operated resort. It's been in business since 1958 and owned by the same owners. Tell
0: us about the resort and Pines and stuff like that, too. Sure. Yeah, it's it's an incredible place. It really stands
1: out. Yeah, I love it. Yeah. (laughs) We have Woodlock Pines Resort, which is the family resort. Um, It is constantly busy running, kids, you know, we have the scavenger hunts, lots of activities going. Then we have the golf course. um, woodlock springs there are family um can stay there as well it there are houses year-round houses and then we have rental houses on the uh, golf course then we have uh, the lodge at woodlock which is our destination spa it's adults only we have a little over 44 rooms very prestigious spa lovely lovely property Award-winning yes. spot. and then we have the market at Woodlock, which is our upscale convenience gas station. So we have lots of properties, and all owned by the same family. Yes. The same family. Yeah, yeah. yeah.
0: They're here they've you know built a business. They've started it. They, they're using land. They're not you know building massive development. Let's say right. so they're preserving space. And in terms of visitors, I mean they're doing great in terms of what they do. So in terms of visitors, I mean, you are bringing people in from New York, Jersey, all, yes. all
1: over. Yes, all over. I mean, we have people coming from, you know, New York, Connecticut, New Jersey, Maryland, you know, even from the West Coast we have, even from out of the country, they, they would come as well, you know, and we, like, you know, you and I have worked together with our internationals. We opened up to the shortage started back before I even started. I've been here for 17, 16, 17 years, wow. and when I started, we were working working with internationals on the J-1 program, which are the students, and then the H-2Bs, which are, you know, the adult workers coming up for the visa. So
0: 17 years, so COVID-19, so while it made, you would agree with me here, or please feel free to disagree, COVID-19, would you say it made a problem known or more extreme, but it was a problem that's been going on for more than 17, 18 years where you cannot find skilled or unskilled laborers, workers, servers in the United States, you know, even, because I know you do
1: a ton of recruiting all over, all over the, yes. I mean, all over the web, mm-hmm. all over newspapers, you're all over mm-hmm. there, everywhere. I mean, w- when I first started, we would have a ton of applications. And that was when we did paper applications. I would have a huge stack on my desk. I couldn't keep up with them. But now we're lucky if we get an application a day in, or every few days, it's, you know, and we're doing any type of recruiting that we can. We, even, we were going before COVID hit. We were going to car shows. We were going to craft fairs. We were going yeah. to farmer's markets. You know, we were just trying to think outside of the box and just trying to do something different and say, hey, you know. You're coming here for fun but do you want to work you know
0: and your, your wages are i mean you take care of your employees you have benefits and you're, you're long term it's yeah. not seasonal but you have, you have full-time annual work that's available for people to work. i guess we don't have the answer to I, I don't
1: know I I don't know because we've we've increased our starting pay. We've increased our employees that have been here. We have employees that have been here, you know, generally 80% of our staff are here for 10 plus years. You know, we have multiple staff that are here for over 40 years. So they've been with us since they've opened their doors practically. But I just trying to retaining staff is becoming a problem. You know, it's a very competitive world. But we don't know what else to do because we are competing with other employers around the area. But I mean, you know, we have a lot of benefits. We have a lot of perks. We're yes. a very caring family. You know, it's not just a job. We really care about our staff. You know, during the oh, pandemic, sorry. you know, I worked during it to make sure that everyone got their unemployment. I remember.
0: And you were working, I mean, HR team was working in rooms. I mean, it's really a team environment, which kind of takes us in there where, you know, let's say we've met our You know, this whole idea of, you know, a global world has kind of come to fruition and we have an excess, quote unquote, capacity of available jobs compared to those in the United States who are, you know, ready, willing and able to take on employment for whatever reason. So that takes us into like the issue, question of immigration. And I truly believe in a lawful immigration system. We need comprehensive, you know, immigration reform and and the like that allows for, you know, kind of a, a mix of merits based system that includes all types of jobs and and, and positions. You know, merit is more than what people would typically define in today's role or yesterday's role as a degree from uni- a university or the like, you know, now, and, and for a long time merit has been, has long been in skilled, unskilled, mm-hmm. um, all skilled and unskilled, but truly the unskilled is the work, the skill that we need. Right. right. <laughs> you know? Yeah. It, that, that is the, it is skill, you know, mm-hmm. so you know, the willingness to do that. Tell me about like, you know, in terms of what your thoughts are on, just
1: the process as to how it is you know as well it's a difficult process it's a long process you know we have workers that have been coming here for 16 years year after year on the h2b and they love coming to woodlock it's just from start to finish it's like the lottery you're taking a gamble you know you're putting all this hard work and effort into the hands of the department of labor to hoping that you get chosen and you're going into group a and you're going to get all your workers and then you do everything right, and then
0: on, there's h 2 back at 66,000
1: visas that are available yeah.
0: every year, right? The entire country for career workers for all types of work in the United States, and it's 66,000 available visas. And, and there's hundreds of thousands of applicants year after a year, so after everybody makes this massive submission, spends a considerable amount of money, you know, to make the submission, then they just put you into a big lottery and yeah. randomly pick you. So.
1: <laughs> yeah, exactly. It's like, as soon as I get the paperwork and information, I'm like, okay, I'm, I'm going to get this in because I want to be at the top of the list. And then you do everything right. And then it's like, you didn't meet the cap and then you're struggling with what am I going to do? And that's when, you know, we started to do the extension. So we've connected with a lot of winter employers. And this year, you know, we didn't get our workers until after 4th of July, which was a huge hit on us because this year was the year everyone wanted to travel we're ready covid was at it was still around but it wasn't as bad as it is then and now but we couldn't make our guests feel like woodlock you know because we didn't have enough staff but we we did our best you know like we always do you
0: know pike county lost visitors to northeast pennsylvania there
1: Right. We we were short staffed, but we made sure that our guests didn't know that and they honestly felt it. Our our staff, they're all wonderful. And this year we made a connection with a couple winter employers that have h to be. So we sent all of our workers to mainly Vermont. And we're going to continue that connection and do extensions so that we're guaranteed to get all of our workers back and maybe hire some of their winter workers to come back. You know, how do we
0: <laughs> do with the other three to four hundred then? I mean, right.
1: The right. If we had the housing, we would take as many as we could house. You know, we're limited with our housing and, and
0: people from abroad. I mean, you just want workers.
1: <laughs> yeah, we want local workers. If we'll take all the local workers that wanna work, but it's it's a difficult task and it's difficult to find individuals that are ready to work.
0: You know, to me, as I look at it, you know, employment area and employment shortages,
1: mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. it's
0: always been an issue. It's been an issue for a long time since I've right. been I'm practicing immigration law. Typical cause right. from so many employers, <clears throat> mm-hmm. I get legal, lawful employees in the United States. I don't want to violate laws. Nobody wants to do that. Other people are maybe doing that, you know. Right. But you want to do this the the, the right way, way. Right and, and the legal process way. is incredibly difficult and oftentimes mm-hmm. I'm very, you know, upfront with them in terms of doing that. It's it's difficult, and which takes me to my point of you know, let's get to a comprehensive immigration reform that recognizes that we need foreign talent of all skill types, all skill levels and the like Uh that are willing to come here on a temporary basis, pay their taxes, not, you know, go on uh, any type of government assistance assistance or like leave the United States legally, return the next year. And this is for all types of positions from engineers to developers to landscaping areas, to restaurant fields, to chefs, executives, mm-hmm. uh, restaurant managers that are of, of temporary need, all, all types of, of workers. And it's, it's an issue that's been long in the HR field that's been there, but yes. has come to the forefront, thankfully now, as I'd say, unfortunately, COVID has caused a lot of deaths and the like, but at least it's bringing a lot of issues like this, the employment shortage problem to the forefront like this, but, you know, right. the medical shortage right. and the nursing shortage to be to the forefront. And it's a question of what our government does now to do mm-hmm. it. Yeah. And it's kind of all talk right now, but I won't take the political stand about it because you know I do have a lot of respect for our members of Congress that are serving this here in Pennsylvania and our and our senators and the like, because of their ties, you know, their hands are tied by what's mm-hmm. happening there and they could do
1: as much as they can. Yeah, I mean, you know, when COVID hit, we were very honest and open with our staff. You know, we had a meeting when we had to close our doors and inform them of what's happening. You know, we were very close because,
0: you know, because of the
1: the mandate. Yeah, we had to because we were considered non-essential, so we had to close our doors back I in March. To stay open. Only certain departments stayed open, you know, just to keep running. And obviously, my department had to because of all the unemployment claims, you know, accounting, we still had to stay open. So there were a few that were still had to. Social distancing during COVID
0: and the like. Can you think of a resource such as yours where it's all hotels? Nobody's really around each other. It's a lot of very separated people and the like, pretty much necessary social distancing. Would you say that could you have operated? During that time frame, without absent the, the mandated and potentially put the, because you already have measures in effect right now, uh-huh. you put measures in effect to protect uh-huh. people, obviously, but using today's measures that you have, then could you have operated at a smaller scale and could it have been beneficial to potentially limit the spread of it in certain areas by distancing people?
1: Yeah, I mean, I believe we did a great job, our team, our risk team, you know, our IT department developed an app for our guests. So instead of having to go to the desk and sign up for something, you opened up your personal phone, your tablet, you opened up the app and you signed up. So it was a little limiting the contact to contact. We have the six feet apart. We had the mask mandate in place. When we first opened, we had the masks, signage everywhere. You know, we thought that was going to be difficult to handle, but our guests and our staff, you know, we really were able to come together and fight it, and you know now there are certain individuals that continue to wear the mask, which is fine. That's your own choice. You know it is recommended to continue to wear the mask, and and most of us do when we're inside. You know, and you're, now you're
0: we're, of going back to March of 2020, I mean, because you know our, our firm shut down. Um, as a result of the, you know, the governor's mandate and the like, because it was deemed non-essential, which, you know, it's a whole other issue that's there. But yeah. I, I think I would lock in just the ability to socially distance there that it would be a very good place to keep families apart for, you know, long periods
1: of time. Yeah,
0: campers right. And in uh, sorry, beautiful cabins and, uh, you know, golfing and the like. So and I think we should reconsider the yeah. like, social distancing or yeah. essential. And then if this happens again, if God forbid if this happens again.
1: Luckily in 2020, 2020- Funny, the outdoor weather was in our favor so we had a lot of outdoor activities and we have you know a lot of acres to be able to have more of the social distancing so our you know we have a five-star golf course you know that was fully operated and that was definitely well taken care of and definitely well attained and you know all of our properties we have lovely Acreage that were able to go outside and you know, guests felt comfortable because there was enough areas for them to space out. So 2020 was definitely in our favor because families were able to get away and still feel safe and comfort and then be able to go away and have vacation with their home.
0: Yeah, but I really have to say something about you and then end it with, with, with a question at this here is that you know, I can text you at 4 a.m. you're awake working. I can email you at 5 a.m. You are awake working. You will get emails from consulates at 5 a.m. You are awake to respond. You will get documents. You will get whatever it is. You will see a problem from one employee out of thousands of employees. You manage a crew of thousands of employees with an incredible amount of professionalism where they respect you, where they want to work with you. So, How do you
1: do it? I ask myself that every day, but I just do it because I know what we need to continue to operate. I mean, the company has been very great to me and my family, and I just want to give back to them and make sure that I give them all of my all and 110%. And when I get that email and I'm lying in bed, yeah, I'm going to answer it. It's one less thing for me to do, when I get to the office and it's also a quick response, will hopefully in the end get a quick reaction. You know, that's my goal. <laughs> but,
0: but, I, but I'll also note there, as, you, as in, you, know, you know, where you lead your in HR team, you take the charge and you're, you know, I'm not going to say micromanage, but you'll jump in. You, by no means you micromanage, but you jump in and you actively solve problems, you know, very, very quickly. And you're not afraid to... Challenge State Department to challenge DHS <laughs> and, and 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 to push things, and and that's really important as a leader of a, a workforce where. You have owners, you have management, and you have employees that you have to take care of. And mm-hmm. you have a, you know, the most important thing is, is serving your visitors who are who are coming there. And speaking right. of, of a group, I was watching Jersey Shore like a little yeah. bit ago. I don't know if you can talk about this here, but yeah. apparently I saw a little bit of a recording. There was, that happened up there. Is, is that true that, you know, the situation was up there? And yes. Woodlock uh, or, you know? <laughs>
1: <clears throat> <clears throat> I, I may have heard that they came to... See? You don't have to comment. You don't have to comment. <laughs> <laughs> I no personally comment. did not see them. Yes, okay. but yeah. I I heard that yeah. they may have been here.
0: Excellent. Oh, yeah, it was it was uh, it was interesting. I think you know, I, 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 as I watched it, I kind of remember a lot of the stuff I was walking around. But it's pretty it's pretty pretty awesome seeing that though. But you know, mm-hmm. Melissa, um, thank you so much for being on here again. That, as I was saying, um, you run an incredible group of employees that, and you work for an incredible team of management, and that says a lot about you that you're able to to navigate you know both of those and successfully hundreds of employees and hundreds of, of employees that you you still need right now. I really want to thank you for coming on today. Thank and, you. Yeah. Um,
1: thank yeah. you. And I love your firm. You guys are great. You too. I'll email you and it's not every day that an attorney will email you back at 4am and it's four seven. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So I appreciate all of thank all you. of you done for our company as well. You we're, and your team here. are great. We're
0: here. We're, we're here because you do a lot for the community. You really do too.
1: By yeah. employing
0: so many is a lot you know, for our economy, for our community. Mm-hmm. And just an awkward person. So this has been Nora Speaks, Immigration Matters, a limited podcast series where we delve into the economic employment and cultural realities of immigration in the Lehigh Valley and greater Pennsylvania. I want to thank Melissa Langoon for joining us today, each of you for listening. Be sure to tune in next time for a brand new episode. And if you would like to learn more about immigration law, feel free to visit our website at nationalimmigrationlawyers.com. Or if you would like to learn more about Woodblock Resorts visit www.woodlock.com.